Hi, welcome to the Dear Mark Project podcast. Thank you for listening. Our mission here at Dear Mark is to make social media a more honest and empowering place to be. On this podcast, we discuss a wide range of topics that tackle mental health and social media. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Dear Mark Project podcast. Today, we are here with Angela. Angela, please introduce yourself. Hi, um, thanks for having me. I'm Angela Kerrigan. I have a private practice offering therapy to folks in New York and Texas. On the non-therapy side of things, I offer coaching and I run workshops, which is open to all, so beyond New York and Texas. Um, The one I'm running right now is on imposter syndrome for BIPOC folks. Um, Also, you wouldn't know it from looking at my name, but I am Korean-American, a child of immigrants, and so I work a lot with a lot of Asian clients and other folks of color who want to break through their imposter feelings and manage their inner critic. Um, I would say most of my clients are young adults, and by young adults, I mean that they have grown up with social media. So that definitely adds another layer of complexity into the inner critic work that we do, which the older generations certainly did not have. So it's really interesting work. Absolutely. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here today. Um, So today on this episode, we will be discussing imposter syndrome um, and how that relates to social media. So let's get into it. So first off, what is imposter syndrome? So imposter syndrome is an umbrella term that refers to a range of behaviors and thought patterns that really stem from a feeling of unworthiness. Um, some examples of that might sound like, um, I feel like I don't belong, I feel like a fraud, I'm not good enough, um, or just feeling inadequate um, at something, even if you are fully competent in the thing that you feel inadequate about. So, And also, I do want to note that it's not a diagnosis, it's not in the DSM, but it's a very common challenge that most of us, if not all of us, have encountered at some point in our lives. Um, and just because it's not a diagnosis doesn't make it any less valid of an experience. So I just wanted to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how can we navigate and push past that feeling of imposter syndrome? Uh, I think that's such an important um, question because I think once you understand it, it's like, okay, now what do I do with it, right? Um But the way I think about it is, rather than trying to push past it, I think what can be even more powerful is confronting this imposter feeling and trying to understand it on a deeper level, um, because that's what's going to give you the tools to deal with it. And so, for example, if you have really hypercritical parents who always had something to say about your physical traits, your body, the way you dress, then um, those might be your biggest triggers for you, um, especially when it comes to social media. So when you know what your triggers are, um, you can then choose what to do about it. Are there certain types of content that you can avoid? Are there certain types of content that you find helpful for your journey? Um, So I would navigate it in that way. And I love that concept about 
you know, really checking out the social media accounts that you're following. And I always have to ask because, you know, there's, if you just check out like one account, there might be like 70% that you really like, but there might be 30% that just makes you not feel so good. Like, so like, what are some questions that you can ask yourself to determine like what accounts you should be following versus what accounts you shouldn't be following? Yeah, I think it's a really tricky one, right? Because you can't avoid, <laughs> you can't avoid social media altogether. And you also can't, you can't just see, pick and choose which parts of someone's profile or feed that you um, want to see. And I think it's really about um, trying to keep a mindset of, um, okay, is this what I'm seeing? Is it real? Or has it been embellished in some way? And always trying to remind yourself of the fact that you're not seeing the full picture, right? It's really just the best photo that they took of the hundreds that they took, right? It's the highlight reel. So we always have to remind ourselves um, of that. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I like that you brought up mindset as well. So what are some practical like tips or tools that we can use to change our mindset when we do have this feeling of imposter syndrome? Yeah, um, I can offer two tips, I think. So um, the first thing is when you notice that you're having a self-critical thought come up, um, really confront it, like actually say it out loud or write it down. Because once you put those words um, to those kinds of thoughts, your rational mind comes into play and then you realize actually how harsh or extreme most of those thoughts are. Um, the second thing I would say is what can really help you to change your mindset is you can't do it alone. So in other words, what I mean by that is you have to surround yourself with people outside of social media, like in your real social life. Surround yourself with people who share the same values as you, people who won't cause you to self-doubt, um, people who won't make you feel inadequate, people that you don't find yourself really comparing yourself to because they uplift you and they um, support you, right? So it's really important to um, find that group of um, friends and support. And how does imposter syndrome tie into mental health? So imposter syndrome can be a way that we cope with certain insecurities. So how does it tie into mental health, I think, is, um, you know, when we uh, use filters or Facetune or we curate our feed in this perfect way, I think a lot of times what we're doing is we're attempting to hide away some of those insecurities. And so it starts this really weird vicious cycle where people are making this pur perfect curation online and it creates new um, mental health challenges or insecurities in other people who are consuming that content. So I think in that way it ties into mental health and social media. It's mm -hmm. like a, it's a cyclical effect, I think. Especially like when we're dealing with imposter syndrome on social media, what are some tips for that? The good news with imposter syndrome is that it's not this ongoing sort of um, clinical 
challenge that you have, like with say depression, where it's something you have consistently for a certain period of time, no matter who you're with or what you're doing, imposter feelings come up with different circumstances and triggers. Um, that might be a, a person, a certain account, a certain um, time of day, your mood, right? So um, it's really important to pay attention to what is happening with you and when. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the good news, right? Is that it's manageable. You can do things about it. Um, you can, if you can figure out what or who is triggering your self-doubt and feelings of inadequacy, you then have a good starting point as far as knowing what you want to do about it. Um, and again, like taking into account that like what you're seeing is not resembling the full picture. Um, a really good example for me personally, I'll share this, is that I take video calls, as you can see in this home office I work out of, and my background is like super curated. It's clean. I keep it that way. And people think, oh my gosh, like your office is so nice. Little do they know is that this whole other side that is behind my computer screen is this hot mess. <laughs> it's just clutter everywhere. So um, I think that's really important to keep in mind that we show people what we choose to show. It's only a slice of real life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I just heard this interesting statistic uh, just recently that it said is about 73% of the people only put their absolute best self um, towards social media. And that's, that's a lot, you know? Yeah. What is your top tip for a better social media self-care practice? Um, gosh, I feel like I could give so many tips, but I, I guess I'll offer like a really concrete, actionable sort of tip. Um, so in my opinion, because it's not so much about seeing a couple of pictures here and there that becomes, you know, help, uh, harmful to our mental health, it's more about that mindless spiral you get lost in because the algorithm just keeps giving you more and more things to look at. And the next thing you know, two hours have passed and you feel bad about yourself. So I think one actionable thing that's quite easy to implement is to set a timer. Um, I know it sounds really simple, but it's been so helpful for me personally and for a lot of my own clients. So if you know you're going to browse Instagram for a bit, right? Like fine, make it a point, um, just make it a point to avoid getting into the spiral. So when you set a timer, you're doing two things, basically. One, you're making the conscious choice to allow yourself to scroll through social media. Nothing wrong with that. Two, you're also setting a limit for yourself, right? It's like chocolate. We can't, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with eating chocolate, but you can't have it for every meal. And you are free to do whatever you want, but true self-care is about setting limits and boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for being here today, Angela. Um, please tell the audience how they can find you and what you have going on in your life. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Angela.LCSW. Um, you can reach out to me on there. You can also send me a message via my website. That is AngelaLCSW.com. My website also has more info on there about upcoming workshops I'll be running. 
Um, I'm opening up enrollment soon for my next cohort of the Imposter Syndrome for BIPOC workshop in October, so people can sign up for my newsletter to stay up to date. Okay, great. Well, we'll have all that in the link in the description. Um, again, Angela, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To learn more about how to make social media a more honest and empowering place to be, follow us on Instagram at the Dear Mark Project and visit our website, dearmark.co. Stay tuned every week for a new episode. Thanks again for tuning in.